Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 156 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us and please do share the podcast, leave a review, for take five minutes out of your day. And of course, uh, join our Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Today, we are continuing with our study of the um, Come Follow Me materials, covering Doctrine and Covenants 60 to 62 in May the 31st to June the 6th. Uh, and in that, we're going to finish uh, Doctrine and Covenants section 60 today, um, beginning with verse 5, which, I, uh, which we shared with our children uh, today. Um, about this principle, where it says, But verily I will speak unto you concerning your journey unto the land from whence ye came. Let there be a craft made or bought, as seemeth you good, it mattereth not unto me. I find this uh, an interesting principle because, you know, there are times in our lives where the Lord gives us an opportunity to to make decisions for ourselves. Um, as long as, you know, we're trying to keep, the co- keep our covenants and to live as close as a Christ-like life as we can, Sometimes there are just some decisions that are just down to us and it's absolutely fine. Um, and it doesn't matter to the Lord as such. Um, I likened this with with our kids as, um, and I heard this on another podcast, on if someone is journeying to the temple and there is, you know, three or four different routes that you can take. It doesn't matter which route is taken, you know, as long as the destination is the temple. Uh, and I think that that is a nice way of looking at it. Um, our son uh, kind of pointed out that, well, actually, no, the, the journey can be important because we've got to follow what God wants us to do or follow his word. And I loved that uh, insight from him. It is, it is very true what he said. Um, but there are some times where, you know, there are some choices that are not, that make no difference to our eternal uh, progression. Uh, and I think that's what the Lord is saying here. Obviously, in the times where we have to make a decision and there is one which will make an impact, then hopefully we can find what the right one is Uh, but that's why it's important to develop that relationship with our saviour and learn how we hear him uh, through the holy spirit in our lives and that comes through practice and trying our best to listen to that voice Um, in verse seven it says a wonderful thing Uh, it says and in this place let them lift up their voice and declare my word with loud voices without wrath or doubting lifting up holy hands upon them, for I am able to make you holy and your sins are forgiven you. It seems here that these um, early elders, as they journey and as they testify, their sins are forgiven them. And what a great blessing that is. That's for me personally, um, and I'm sure for many individuals and many anyone listening really, that if we share our testimonies, we can be forgiven of our sins, which is an exciting thing. Um, Sharon G. Larson shared, shared this about how we need to raise our voices. She said, quote, standing in holy places helps us to become holy, but that is an acquired virtue that takes practice. Practice listening to the spirit and being obedient. Practice being morally pure. Practice being reverent about sacred things. The Lord has told us to come unto him and he can make us holy. Let him envelop you in love and forgiveness and peace. Regardless of what is going on around you, you can practice creating an environment of your own filled with the spirit of the Lord. Close quote. It's a very active um, thing that we need to engage in, a proactive thing. You know, developing a spirit of peace and of righteousness and of purity will not come as we just live day by day without reaching out to our Saviour through prayer and scripture study and just trying to live those covenants and actively make those 
the right choices, um, which is hard to do on a day by day basis. Life is difficult and throws many things our way, um, but it's something which can have an impact on us. In verse 13, uh, it talks about further what they are to do. It says, Behold, they have been sent to preach my gospel among the congregations of the wicked. Wherefore, I give unto them a commandment thus, Thou shalt not idle away thy time, and neither shalt thou, thy bury, shalt thou bury thy talent, that it may not be known. Um, it's important that we, that we understand what the Lord means here by idling away time. I mean, obviously, one thing that it indicates is that we need to be able to be have the or, or desire to to te- to testify, uh, to to teach people and not miss those opportunities, but also use our time effectively whilst we're on the earth. We have a limited amount of time, and so when we decide to do certain things rather than other, perhaps more effective or better things that will bring us closer to our savior, then. Are we placing importance on that? Now, what this does not mean is that every moment we have spare, we should be you know, on our knees in prayer. I think that there's a difference between idling away our time and occasionally spending some leisure time. Um, and in fact, this was said uh, by J. Richard Clarke, who said, quote, Leisure is not idleness. The Lord condemns idleness. Idleness in any form produces boredom, conflict and unhappiness. It creates a vacancy of worth, a seedbed for mischief and evil. It is the enemy of progress and salvation, close quote. I like that definition or that description that idleness isn't, you know, where we take a short amount of time at the end of the day when we've had a long, productive day of getting things done in all areas of work, of family, of our, of our responsibilities to our fellow man, or perhaps in church, um, and doing those things and then taking some time at the end of the day to rest and you know in, enjoy some other recreational activity um that isn't that is okay that's not idling away time but what is idling away time is if is if it produces boredom conflict or unhappiness and i think that's interesting um if we think of the things that we do idle our times away with that are perhaps less productive you can see perhaps how it may produce conflict if there is something else that needs to be done or something like that. Uh, and so that is uh, an interesting way of looking at it. Uh, as we continue on, um, we are told once again uh, that in verse 14, And after thou hast come up unto the land of Zion, thou hast proclaimed my word, thou shalt speedily return, proclaiming my word among the congregations of the wicked, not in haste, neither in wrath, nor in strife. And then in it, in verse 15, and I have to wonder if this is being uh, directed to anyone in particular. Uh, in verse 15, it says, And shake off the dust of thy feet against those who receive thee not, not in, thy, in their presence, lest thou provoke them, but in secret, and wash thy feet as a testimony against them in the day of judgment. So, uh, Parley P. Pratt, I hope you're, he- you're reading that or hearing that. Um, let's not do it in front of people in the future. <laughs> if you remember our discussions from uh, the chapters involving the Shakers and what Parley P. Pratt did there. Um of course, you know, trying to make the right choice, I'm sure, um, and not in a spirit of contention. Or if it was, I mean, it certainly didn't uh, produce a lot of good results, that, with the uh, the Shaker community. So uh, that really brings me to the end of uh, Section 60 and some interesting insights there. Tomorrow we'll look at the context of Section 61 and begin looking at that. And um, we shall continue with this study. So thank you very much for listening. As mentioned at the start of the episode, please join the Facebook group. 
You can email rds3session at gmail.com as well if you have anything to share from your own study. Love to hear from you. And until we meet again.